had this idea that I could nap during lecture with right in front of the professor with my hand sort of blocking my eyes so they'll never see my closed eyes <laughs> and somehow I don't look like I'm asleep um, and I and I honestly believed I could pull that off and now I look at people doing like far so obvious, less obvious yeah. things and I'm like come on <laughs> Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It, a lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Professor Richard Haig. Uh, and I'm student Adam Lachant. And today we have a guest, uh, Professor Faisal Baba. Faisal, welcome. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So up until now, we've only had guests who are students. I now feel like I've, I'm in the majority for once, Adam. I got a, a, a colleague on on the, the, the mic with us. There's a chance you'll win an argument this week. Yeah, I may actually. You'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll reserve judgment. <laughs> um, but I guess as we always do, Faisal, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, why you're sure. here. Yeah, I'm a law professor at Osgood, colleague of Richard's, uh, not a professor of Adam's, at least not yet, I don't think. Um, <laughs> Actually, you know. I'm, in your, I'm in your small group. <laughs> <Jeez. seminar right>? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I promise my students I'll try to learn their names. I never make a promise beyond that. Um, so it's possible. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm good with faces, though, and I can see you. Uh, <laughs> and I know we haven't met before. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I've, I uh, have listened to this podcast, and uh, it's a, a novelty to hear a law professor and a law student uh, talking to each other about uh, uh, banal matters. <laughs> yeah, um, non-law matters, <laughs> exactly. let's put it. Yeah. Yeah. But you and I, Richard, we share an interest in constitutional law. That's right. That's, uh, so Basil, and, uh, Basil this year is teaching constitutional law for the first time, right? That's at, right. That, at, at least for that reason, Osgood. For that yeah. reason, I, I feel more aligned with, if, if you're setting this table up as a, student, professor kind of category, uh, being, I can see where this I'm, is I'm going. A student, I'm yeah. a student professor. I'm learning yeah. a lot well, as I teach this course, yes. but yeah. not here in the podcast. We get, we don't get into content in this podcast, so you're okay. Right. You'll, you'll be fine. I'm not, I'm not going to show right. you up or anything. Yeah. I don't do the readings. So yeah. So the, the idea for this show, since we've had a show where we look a lot of shows dealing with one L's or first years, I, I don't like the Americanization of that one. First years, we've had a show with a second year student talking about the second year perspective mm -hmm. and a show with the third year student. So the obvious next step is to have a show with, from the, as I say, from the other side of the classroom, having a, a, a colleague of mine to talk about what it's like being in law school as a professor. Again, not content-based, but just you know, our daily experience as, as professors. And so... Basil and I can educate you, Adam, on what it's like, what we see from the other side of the yeah. classroom that you perhaps don't realize we see. Uh, so maybe we can start off, Basil, with that. Well, I, I, <clears throat> maybe you can give some examples of where you th you've been teaching and students have done things that you just think, wow, I, would, I never, never expected that, or it just really made you sit up and think, I'm, as you say, I'm learning as much as these people are. And I'm at the front of the class. You... Well, you've got the best view in the house when yeah. you're uh, 
at the lectern. And I think uh, the, 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 there's something about being at, at the, the, the front of the room, the, the site that all are gazing upon, uh, that somehow makes the audience feel like you're not really looking at them. Or maybe it's like, you know, like in a theater where if you're on stage, maybe you can't see the faces of the audience because you're blinded by the lights or, you know, you're an actor, you're trying to stay in role or in character. But in a classroom, like I'm a guy standing at the front of a room with a bunch of people standing in front of me in bright lights looking at me. Um, Wrapped. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the waiting on your every word, right? Exactly. Um, And so I can see you is what I want to say to the class sometimes, um, you know, as they fall into chatter with one another right in front of me or doze off or uh, send passive aggressive facial signals. Uh, I don't, do you, do you all, notice those? All the time. Like energy or whatever you want to call that. You <laughs> can tell if someone's other, pissed though. off not, at you. Not to you, but to Well, to you, I get it to me oh, a lot. Right. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, sorry. That, that, what I just said must have really offended it's all you. all teaching styles. <laughs> oh, okay. I definitely see it between students. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that. That, that is kind of true, though. I, now that you're saying that, I definitely, I fall into that myself, 100%. Because you do, it's the it is the theater thing where it's like they can't see me because they're on stage and yeah. people on stage can't see you. Right, so and they forget like, that they're yeah. they're then, so visible. You're right. like, I gotta send this email. But I'm sure they won't see me. Like they're busy. They're busy looking at all the other students in the class. Like, or yeah. you see people giggling at the back row, obviously sharing some kind of, and they think that they're they're invisible. It is, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very strange thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. No, so, like sometimes I'll actually intervene because it's so obvious. I almost. I don't mean to be overbearing, but the reaction, they never, they don't like it when you do that. It's like you're breaking the, the fourth wall or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I did that the other day and, uh, yeah, there was some inside joke and it was between multiple rows in the class and oh. people are giggling and they're looking at each other. And I just said, you want to share what that's about? And, and the student says, no. <laughs> And I said, okay, so we'll move on. I guess I'm not entitled to ask. So there's, yeah, there's these things going on in your classroom that you're not part of, that you're not allowed to be part of, and you're not even allowed to ask about. Yeah. that's uh, So Adam, you, uh, you, have you participated in any of those activities? I've been, I'll tell you what has happened to me. I, I'm not, I'm too scared to talk to other people during the class, but I've sat beside people who really want to talk to me during the class time and I don't want to be rude to them. So I've spent a full class period with somebody talking to me and me being like, yeah, <laughs> be like, yeah, take the hint. I don't want to talk, but I'm not going to be like, stop talking to me right now. Like, so yeah, it was painful a little bit. Yeah. I, I well, I'm sort of like, you. I, it, it must be human nature because I've been to academic conferences where I'm sitting next to colleagues and I'm trying to listen to the speaker and, and the people will turn to me and just start. Oh, we've away. got a couple of colleagues who are notorious for I that. Know, I'm not going to name names, no, but no, there no. are there are law professors who are worse than the worst law students. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and it's true though. I just think of the students. I think yeah. my colleagues are no different. Some yeah. of them are no different. There's obviously a, a spectrum of people generally, and where you fall on that spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I I relate to the students in that that blissful ignorance yeah. that you're somehow unseen. I literally remember doing this, sitting as far back as I could, and I had this position where I could lean my head into my hands in a way that 
I kind of, it's like little kids, you know, um, they, it, when they cut, when they put their hand in front of their eyes and they can't see you, they think that like they're, they're invisible. invisible. Yeah. Yes. I would like try, I tried, I had this idea that I could nap while during lecture with, with my, right in front of the professor, <laughs> hands? my hand sort of blocking my eyes. So they'll never see my closed eyes <laughs> and somehow I don't look like I'm asleep. Um, and I, and I honestly believed I could pull that off. And now I look at people it's doing like, far so obvious, less obvious yeah. things and I'm like, come on. <laughs> I know it is, it is a, it's a, it is a different thing from the front of the class clearly. And have I, you see, what have you seen? Have you seen anything? Well, I see. So all the things we've talked about now, I also see what I'm pretty sure oh, I'm going to speculate, but for sure it's happened one or two times guaranteed where students will come in together with wet hair, but then they split okay. as if I'm not going to notice that they, <laughs> I, I, I highly suspect that they spent the, the evening together, <laughs> the evening um, together. but they don't think I suspect because they walk to different seats in the lecture hall. That's, uh, you know, again, I, I don't know if you've had any similar experiences. <laughs> I try to avoid teaching morning classes. So oh. that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't relate. <laughs> you, you have to. You guys have to have seen the. I guess if you're avoiding morning class, you see this less. But the the hung the hungover student. Yes, who's just was, barely surviving. That was going to be another one of mine. That it's they're clearly barely hanging on. And <laughs> yeah. You got to admire them for Coming being class. in class, but you wonder what what's going in there their head nothing there's not yeah. a chance anything well, the, the only morning teaching i've done has been the, the orientation week class we do on legal ethics for the first year class and oh, yeah. so uh, that that situation of morning hangovers is pretty much repeated every single day oh, during orientation, orientation week yeah oh yeah yeah 100 yeah. uh that's good so i don't know again adam i i don't know if you'd know this and actually i'm about to say something that Faisal's may have been a totally different experience for you but as professors i think this is not just law school but most faculties you're not given any training about being a teacher you are just thrown into the classroom after doing your doctorate or whatever getting hired and it's it frankly is bizarre it struck do you remember your very first day of teaching because for yeah. me it's imprinted indelibly in my mind what it was like to suddenly go up and i'm now a teacher i've had no training i don't know what teachers do other than you know my only experience was being a student li listening to other teachers so that that and, and yet if you take education and become a teacher you have a lot more training in the art of teaching so yeah so, yeah i i never knew anything about pedagogy wasn't that interested in it really i was interested in sharing my ideas and that's kind of what i based it on was uh academic presentations that I had seen or that I had done. Uh, but that's a bit of a naive approach to mm -hmm. teaching because even in a seminar class with JD students, you realize they're, they're coming maybe not having done any of the readings, maybe done, done them in a very sort of superficial way, looking to you for instruction. Mm. Whereas I was in my early days of teaching, I was looking for intellectual connection. Right, expecting as much from them as you were giving out to them. Yeah, which was what I had gotten in grad school. Yeah. And I had loved that, that, that kind of connection that you get. Um, and so initially it was, what's wrong with JD students? That was kind of my... Yeah. But then I realized it's got to be what's wrong with me. And oh yeah, <laughs> right, nobody taught me how to teach. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you completely. The fir the, that first class, first of all, there's, uh, there's a huge sense of nervousness, I think, for me. I, again, I was probably 
I think I was 27 years old walking into a classroom. I had students older than me. And I, I, my first course was LRW. I t well, we don't even have that now, legal research and writing. So I was treated differently from those professors teaching, quote, substantive, unquote, courses. So you're already up against the eight ball in a way. And then you're going in and you're 27 and you, you're trying to teach people how to research and write, which seems, uh, you know, it's almost unteachable. <laughs> so all these things were sort of, uh, were against me, but it, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would love to redo my whole first year of teaching because I just, I just think it was poor. <laughs> but you learn, you learn from the mistakes you make, I guess. And he's you, pretty young, twenty-seven. Yeah, too young. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't that that young. I had a few years. I was in my early thirties. I had a few years of of law practice experience, and I'd say that was pretty good uh, experience, courtroom or litigation mm -hmm. experience. Uh, presenting topics, adducing evidence, you know, the, the style, the format. I found that actually probably more the, the, one of the most useful professional experiences to, to learn how to teach. But I, I'm not going to say that litigation is the ideal well, form of no. learning how to teach. Although, but, but as you say, at least it provides you with some basis for standing up on your feet and yes. saying stuff, which exactly. I've never done before, really. Well, yeah. if nothing else, it gave me some confidence. And yeah. I think that's, you know, that's one thing that young academics often lack, you know, 27, fresh out of grad school or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, going into a room. Uh, it, it's finding your, the authority for your voice and, and for what you have to say. You mentioned earlier about seminars and people not doing their readings i was just the i adam by the way this is something Faisal won't know but adam has to always do his readings before this podcast was it oh yeah you assign readings to yeah i do how does that work well, i thought we, this is a, a, a partner uh, partnership well yeah podcast. but we're, we're we always have yeah so i guess uh, i forgot about this part that i get assigned i'm gonna assign you readings now. <laughs> <laughs> well okay but you know today's reading was a student's guide to legal analysis did you manage to get through any of that uh some of it. Yeah, okay. Good. You're lying, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I recognize anyway. it. But, but we didn't better. tell Faisal what the readings were, so he's okay. Uh, what about students that ask questions? I, I like questions, um, and I don't care if they're stupid questions, because my attitude is something is better than nothing, although that's careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's a, there's a fine line, but I'm, I have a, a, a quite a higher tolerance or quote unquote dumb questions than say other students in the class. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. We don't have a problem with dumb questions going through class. And I get this too. You bring in your own history and your own academics to the discussion in your head, right? You're like, Oh, that reminds me of this. And you're like, you're going through, but you don't need to tell everyone else that it reminds you of the thing that you know about. Well, there's a, <laughs> it's a stream of consciousness for it's sure. A stream of consciousness. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and, is. and I find yeah. that um, there's less attention paid uh, now than say maybe when I was in law school, although I worry that that's a bit of a cliche kind of, uh, thing to say, yeah, but fair. you know, kids these days, uh, <laughs> don't plan their questions out before they ask them and it, it's inefficient. And I find myself repeatedly, uh, almost every time someone asks a question thinking that's a terribly, terrible way to ask that question. <laughs> I don't say that, but then yeah. I restate the question to yeah, them. So in, what in you're asking way. is, yeah. 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 So, and I, I do feel like that there's been a, the, the art of, of posing a question has, has been diminished, um, in the time since I was in university. Well, that's in, again, the, I, the, your preface earlier about kids these days, I find 
bringing this back to academic conferences, how many times do some of our, not our colleagues necessarily, but just academics in general, spend 10 minutes asking supposedly a oh, question? Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. It, without a good chair saying, uh, can, you, can we have a question? You know, some chairs let those things go on for ages. Bring the question. True. That's true. That's, it's not just kids these days. You're right. I th- <laughs> you know what? I think it can be said then as a general matter, people... Uh, very few people ask really effective questions, yeah, and lawyers have to be able to ask good questions. It's, it's, it's an the, art. one of the few, yeah, it's, and it's fair, one of the yeah. few crafts that is sort of ours. Mm-hmm. Asking poignant to the to the point, direct right. questions, clear, clear pointed exactly. questions that, so, that are that are leading, often leading somewhere. Yes, that's that have relevance to what you're teaching. Yeah. So I I'm like you though. I I I tend to think if students are putting it out there they're putting their arms up they're willing to sort of say stuff in front of their yeah. peers that might be done I, I give them credit for that the only I do worry I I, I feel it in my you know, the back of my neck when I, I notice that some students are asking a lot of questions and their colleagues or peers are just saying we don't want to hear you we want to hear the professor and you just yeah, know that that's going through their head but I don't know what to do I, 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 I err on the side of you know letting them ask as opposed to cutting yeah. them off. Yeah. yeah, obviously. That's that but that's not obvious to everybody. Well, I try I try <laughs> to gently but steadily increase the cost to that oh, student. Give me I, I need a tip here. What's how how did how, how how so? <laughs> well, well, it's a transaction, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you want to occupy space and if you're going to take more than your share, um there's going to be you try to you put them, put, put them, make them, make them, a bit? make them sweat a tiny bit. Is that what, <laughs> yeah, is that yeah, what it okay, is? Yeah. Okay. That's make, the cost. Make their seat a little hotter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ratchet up the, the, generally, I don't know about you, Richard, but generally, especially with first years, I'm very generous in tolerating, mm-hmm. uh, claims that are not, that don't make any sense. You'll make them make sense or something. Right? Yeah, I'll I see try that all the time. You'll be like, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll re- often restate what people say and try yeah. to give it a charitable gloss yeah. um, or just twist it into something else completely. <laughs> That's the point that I would have liked them to say. And I'll sometimes <laughs> see them sort of trying to object and then oh, I just, just, sort of just, just move on. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we I, don't need you anymore, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to say, do you think they even get it that you restate it or twist it in a way that I, I'm sometimes not I, sure? I feel like I would just accept it. I was like, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Another so, win yeah. for me. Yeah, so, you could the way, you could phrase it that way, Prof. If that's how you want to phrase it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's highly manipulative and needs to be done, you know, with some with good judgment. Yeah. But yeah. as an antidote or a pushback to the highly manipulative, whether it's intentional or not, that students are taking up more and more space uh, in the class is also a form of manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I like that. I think that's a good. I think that's a good thing. Because if you even just raise a question back to the person who asked the question, just probing into the question a little more, like that's already more than you bargained for. If you're, that's <laughs> if you're right. the person that's get, it's too easy for you to throw the hand up, right? So yeah. you're yeah. you're adding to the potential cost side <laughs> exactly. of that equation. Because like it's not that. it's not nice for us to put questions unsolicited to people anymore, right? We yes. don't do Socratic method. But if you're gonna constantly put up your hand with dumb interventions then you know maybe i will put a socratic question yeah. to you once in a while i think that's, oh, that's, um, that, there's a, that's how the cost mr hart what damages do you think the doctor should pay well 
What did the doctor promise? There was a promise to fix the hand back to the way it was before it was burned. And the result of the operation? The hand was much worse than before he went to the doctor. How should the court measure the damages? What should the doctor pay the boy? The doctor should... <clears throat> the doctor should pay for what he did. And he should pay for the difference between what the boy had, a burned hand, and what the doctor gave him, a, a burned and hairy hand? Well, you, you're, you're right. You just opened up. I was about to ask, when you went to law school, was the Socratic method employed? It's, Sporadically, I feel. It certainly was for me. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it was. It, I didn't go to class with that sort of fear being called on. I think there were some who were using a bit the the Socratic with advanced warning. Okay. Where you so you know you're you know, in advance. You might be yeah, you might be called on. Um but not pure, no. You? I yeah, not all my classes, but first year I would say criminal for sure, contracts and uh yeah, those two for sure that both profs would just just in in during lectures probably single out ten Five to ten students. Oh, geez. I no, think it, I, I mean, think it can be done well. Yeah, I, I think it can I, be done I, with I, elegance. I thought my criminal prof, I loved it. I thought he was fantastic that yeah. way. And and it, you know what? It really did make you prepare. And I think the one thing that we've lost by not doing that anymore um, is the, the fact that students don't. There's there's less need to prepare thoroughly. Well, I I, I, think, I think there's there's, there's an expectation that one should not ever be compelled to speak or stand up in class if one doesn't want to. And I think that that's incorrect or wrong. I think it's a mistake. What do you think, Adam? I, I think it is important to stand up and talk, um, even if you don't want to, unfortunately. Even if you're, like some people are stoked. You ask them that question. I'm one of the people that I, I'm, I love to talk. I love to hear my own voice. I do a podcast where I edit my own voice. <laughs> For hours, um, and I enjoy every. Uh, no, it's not that great. But um, well, you've got a voice for radio. I got as your as your listeners, no doubt, know. Yeah. That's what people tell me, but I don't believe them. I think I, he, he auto tunes it though. Yeah, I, I go in there, I play around with it. Um, no, I I would like the idea of being called on. So we've established the actus reus. What was the mens rea? Wesley Gibbons. The mens rea. Right. Day one and you're unprepared? No. Well, um, yes, but I didn't know there was anything to prepare. I emailed the assignment to the entire class two days ago. Oh, I didn't get that. The, um, I have one class where we do get called on a little bit. Just do, you do a case summary every time a case comes up and there's a list of names. So that alone, though, I don't like. But I would like the idea of like the conversation being to the class and there being a response because the way that that works is the person brings up the case and talks about it and then the professor has to go through it all again because there's no stake it's just a matter of you got your grade for for doing what you needed to do yeah and then now the professor will tell us like you just stop <laughs> taking notes when the student starts talking <laughs> but like i would like it to contribute it should like, be if part there was a way of that, the class yeah if there was a way where they could engage if we could be engaged and that might be that someone doing the socratic method properly where the class is engaged in the conversation, 
Um, and that is value. It's adding something. Like, I don't think that call list adds anything to that class, but, in my opinion. Yeah. I, it, it is. An, I, th I think it's an unfortunate change that's, and I don't think we will go back. I think I know one colleague of ours a couple of years ago was trying Socratic okay, method in first it. year and got hauled up or there was a delegation of students that went to the associate dean and said, this is not, it's just, it's not fair. It's not right. It puts people on this. And so they, she was told to stop. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, this man. is the expectation I was just speaking about. Yeah. I've, I, I've come to understand that, that you can't assume that every student uh, or that all students are, are even accepting of the basic premise that they must at some point speak mm. out loud in front of other people. I've got students who will come to my office to ask me questions and I'll say, you know, when I said, are there any questions in class, this would have been the time. And it would you know, have been it's, good for the whole class. Well, that's what I say. I don't like to answer these kinds of questions individually. I'd rather than, you know, email it to me and I'll respond to the entire Moodle. I'll anonymize it. That's what I do for people who don't want to put up their hands and stand up in class and speak for the whole. But I just, I do find it disturbing or problematic that, yeah. uh, that an adult should, uh, who wants to be a lawyer is training to be a lawyer is unable to, would be unable to speak in front of a group of 70 people or something. Yeah. Like even that. at its most base, as you put it as that premise of like, even to do it once. Yeah. It's not, we're, we've accepted that that's not even expected. Yeah. yeah like I think yeah. that should be expected. If you, if you, you want to be in law school, you should, and, and it's understandable that people are afraid to do. I was, I was very shy when I went to law school. It wasn't a natural thing for me to want to stand up and speak, but being forced to. You quickly get over that, right? That's yeah. the thing. I yeah, uh, shock yeah. treatment. Yeah. So we're out of time here. We're out of time. We got to wrap this up. We have to wrap this up. Okay. Well, uh, we could <laughs> we, we could go on for hours. I, it's Probably. good. It's been great having you, Faisal, because yeah, as I good. say, I I finally finally had a colleague and to match Adam's uh, you know the 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 student pressure that I get from from my guests. I use it to my two, advantage. Two versus one, and now it's one versus two. Well, I'm happy to good. bring some balance to your table. We, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we hope to have you again. That was there's there's yeah. lots more to talk about, but uh, thanks again for the thank you very much for the contribution. Thanks for having me.